Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Goodbye, University. Well, hello, everybody. This is Nancy Barry Jansen, uh, Affirming Spirit at GVU, and this is our uh, Rock Your Business, the LOA call for September 2016, and uh, today's call is is uh, interviewing a new GVU member, Laura Whitelaw, and um, before we... Uh, before we jump into that, Laura, let's just welcome everybody who's dialed in and who's listening on the call. I see Jeanette's here from her new house. Hi, Jeanette. Hey. Thanks for hosting hey. today, Nancy. And Laura, I'm excited to learn more about your, you and your work. Thank you. I'm excited about sharing today, too. Yeah. And Guillaume has stayed up late. He's in the UK, and he's he stayed up late so he could be part of the call. So thank you so much, Guillaume, for dialing hello, in. Hello, Nancy. Hi, Jeanette. Hello, hello Laura. Pleased hello. to meet you. And hello, everyone else. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah. And Dana Baus is in chat, and Dilshad is dialed in. Hi, Dilshad. She's also a new member. Hi. Hi there. So we've got a good group. Oh, and we also have guest six in chat as well. Um, so let's, Laura, I, when you introduced yourself at, uh, at GDU and you said that you specialize in working with uh, people who are um, in business and, you know, working with money and, and in business, I heard the business part and I immediately thought, oh, we need to tap her for the uh, – for a GVU call and uh-huh. and find out more about what you do. And as we got talking, you and I talked last week and we kind of talked about different ways that we could go with this call. Um, what I learned about you, and, and I should first tell listeners that you can find Laura online at laurawhitelawcoaching.com. So that's Laura, L-A-U-R-A, White Law, W-H-I-T-E-L-A-W, coaching dot com and um i'm going to put the the url in chat in a moment as well um laura you're you're working a full-time job as a sales rep which in my mind already makes you a goddess like work in sales i just think that's amazing and then uh-huh. um you do this other work with your coaching so you're you're working a full-time job and you're building a business which is something that is of interest to a lot of people at gvu um especially people who come to our our business forum there there a, a lot of people are working a job and they're trying to figure out how to make that you know, transition to having a business or they have a business and, you know, a, a fledgling business and they are working full time and they're, and they're trying to juggle that. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm just excited that we're going to have a conversation today to talk more about the tools that you use and how you navigate this, uh, transition between holding a full time job and, 
building a business at the same time because the tools that you use are LOA savvy and they're helping you not only with with your building your business but they're also helping you with your full-time job. So mm-hmm. I just want to thank you so much for joining us today and being willing to My share pleasure. all your experiences and so forth. So I'm wondering if you could walk us backward in time a little bit and help us understand how you got to where you are now, how you uh, learned EFT and how you got into coaching and and all of that. Okay. Um, thanks very much, Nancy, for the intro. And um, uh, I'm excited to share today. So uh so sales, my sales career, I've been in sales about 25 years now, like my entire career, um, not in the same role with the same company all that time. But um, basically, yeah, I, right out of university, I started working in sales and been doing it ever since. Um, so as a sales rep, um, initially, when I first got out of university, I was a little bit um personal development adverse because I was like, well, I just finished three years of university. What what more is there to learn? (laughs) You know, and people were recommending various personal development books to me or programs or whatever. And Tony Robbins was, you know, just kind of up and coming at the time and quite popular. And, and I was like, ah, you know, I just wasn't particularly interested, but I did get finally get to a point where um, you know, I wanted to become better at what I do, better in my career. And so I, I started down that personal development path. And um, one of the first, uh, I guess, sales coaches that I came across who had a number of, um, you know, sales programs and personal development programs available in, on both book and, and tape Back then it was tape rather than CD or MP3, and uh, was Brian Tracy. Uh, now he's a Canadian. Uh, he has lived in California for several years. I believe he's still there, um, and he actually ran for ran for governor <laughs> of California. I think at the same time that uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did. Anywho, he. Um, I guess started his career as a sales manager and then developed a, a, a sales training program. And so I just devoured everything that he had. I, I, it just really resonated with me. I really enjoyed it just in terms of attitude and, and, and what to do also in terms of, you know, how to close a sale. Um, and, Aside from that, he also had some personal development programs. One of them was uh, called the Phoenix Seminar, uh, which now I believe is—I I believe it's still in existence. It's called the uh, Peak Performance Seminar, and um, I went through that that training seminar, and that's how I learned about the Law of Attraction. Uh, so we talked about that. That was just one component of his entire training program was, you know, talking about the law of attraction. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I, yeah. And I this, love was, learning and this was when? Right. Was this 1980s or 1990s? or? This would have been, uh, actually, this is probably a good 15 years ago. 
um, that I, I first dove into the Brian Tracy material, maybe maybe 18 years ago now. Okay. So late 90s. And late 90s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say late 90s. And um, and then uh, so so that really kicked off my personal development path at that time. You know, I I guess eventually I'd I'd devoured everything Brian Tracy that I could. That you know I started to get into other things or explore other teachers, I suppose, and um, came across Cheryl Richardson, who's a, a coach, and I think I saw her on Oprah the first time, and I thought, wow, she's really got some insightful information there, and uh, joined her newsletter and, you know, devoured every newsletter she put out, read a few of her books, and then... Uh, somewhere along the line, she invited Gary Craig on to a conference call to talk about EFT tapping. And it sounded really interesting to me, this this tapping tool. And so I, I dialed into the call, listened to it, and I, I recall that there was a lot of talk about how Gary Craig and a bunch of others experienced with tapping had gone to New York after 9-11 to help with trauma that people had experienced from what they witnessed and so on. Oh, yeah. And how, how effective the EFT tapping was for trauma. And uh, so I know it was after after 9-11 that, that I first came across tapping. So I would say it was either late 2001 or early 2002. And, um, yeah, signed up for Gary's. Gary's newsletter and and dove into he he well at that time anyway I'm not sure if he still offers it but he had a free hundred page ebook all on tapping and then you could order his his um, DVD well they weren't DVDs they were CD ROMs I guess at that particular time CD ROMs you can plug into your PC and learn how to tap and and so that's what I did and. Learned how to tap and eventually got certified and studied, you know, with different tapping mentors, I suppose, like Carol Look and um, a number of others. Now I have, a day. I, I know, Nancy, you mentioned that you had done some training with Carol Look yourself also. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And, and I had heard yeah. about it from Cheryl Richardson also. So I think maybe... Maybe after she talked to Gary Craig, she had uh, Carol look on. But yeah, yeah. So I, out of curiosity, when you first started using EFT, what was it? What were the first types of things that you used EFT for? Ooh, good question. Probably stress and anxiety. Um, you know, and building confidence because those were probably uh, the biggest stumbling blocks for me. And I still do tapping around stress today because. As you mentioned earlier in the call, there's a lot to juggle when you've got a full-time job and a business you're growing. So, um, you know, just to kind of center myself again and not get overwhelmed with work responsibilities, business responsibilities, client responsibilities, and family responsibilities and everything else, um, yeah. I, I, I tap on a regular basis for stress also and just to get myself centered and calm down again because I'm go, go, go a lot of the time. So in that way, you're using EFT as a vibration management tool. 
Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, if, if we're talking about, um, you know, business people who are trying to juggle being in full-time jobs and starting a business, um, I mean, there, inevitably there's going to be some stress around that, but stress is also one of the top reasons for, uh, leave at, uh, you know, medical leave or, or short-term disability leave mm-hmm. at, you know, from work. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was out with my husband and we bumped into an old colleague of his and he used to work in the insurance business as an underwriter and it was a real grind, that career. He's he's no longer in that that profession anymore. He's actually got his own business as a as a house painter. Mm-hmm. And he loves it. But um, in any case, when he was in that career as an insurance underwriter, it, it just truly was a grind and the stress certainly got to him after a while. So this gal that we bumped into that he used to work with, she, you know, just happened to mention to him that there's actually three people on stress leave from that department right now that he used to work in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's just an ex- Proof that stress is is a big yeah. issue. For, I think for they corporate. say. I I think they say also that it's the root cause of virtually every illness. You know, it starts with yeah. the feeling of overwhelm and stress, and and mm-hmm. and if it snowballs, if it doesn't get dealt with, and it just snowballs, then it becomes. Uh, other things did now was anybody else in your world like at work or anywhere else was anyone else doing EFT or were you really the only one doing that I was the only one doing that at the time and everybody thought it was nuts <laughs> to be honest with you I'd share that I'd come across this wonderful tool for personal development and you know it's, you can use it on anything which was Gary Craig's sort of tagline for a long time use it on everything I believe was the tagline yeah that's right and yeah. Uh, yeah and and so I'd share it with others and they all thought I was nuts <laughs> but it's like okay fine you know I'll keep it to myself then yeah. um but eventually I did I did start coaching people with it mm-hmm. uh but back then, I mean, nobody had heard of it. Now, you know, you can walk into a room full of, well, not too long ago, I did a live uh, workshop in the city where I live. And uh, there was a couple of dozen people there. And about half of them were familiar with EFT tapping already, uh, which 15 years ago, that would not have been the case. Right. So right. chances would have been that nobody would have heard of it at that point, and they all would have thought I was nuts. But um, <laughs> um, but it's it's been life changing for me. It truly has. Um, it, you know, I guess I can go back a little further. Prior to the personal development work I I was doing, and and prior to learning about EFT, um, I did get to the point where the overwhelm became too much and I had to check into a hospital for a week because of the stress mm-hmm. that, that you know, I, I was feeling with work and so on, uh, the pressure at work. And I am one of these, well, being in sales, I'm typically, if you're a salesperson, you're a type A personality, so you're quite mm-hmm. driven anyways. A go-getter, but, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I I certainly have the tendency to drive myself to exhaustion, which I've gotten much better with that now. I I do take the time to slow down when I realize recognize that I'm getting tired and I tap. Mhm. And I just had a curiosity when you know you're tired and and you ta- do you tap before you go like lay down and rest or do you just tap and then go back to work? How do how does that work? Oh, I tap all different times of the day. Um, you know, I, I I might tap in the middle of the day um, because I'm feeling stressed, or a number on a number of occasions I've had to do presentations for work, um, whether it's been for clients or you know coworkers or senior management and so I'll tap before that now I'm I'm pretty good with public speaking now but just as a little booster just to kind of calm my nerves before I have to speak in public I'll I'll still tap every time I I need to do a presentation but there was a time when I I just couldn't even get up in front of a, a group of people to you know do a presentation it was just the most frightening thing for me. <laughs> so I'm I'm grateful I've got this tool to that I can lean on, that I can go to whenever I'm in a situation that's stressing me out. Um, I do also tap sometimes before bed uh, just to help calm me down so I can get to sleep. Um, and I, ta- I tap on all types of things. I've tapped on cravings for food. <laughs> Um, but specifically focused on business and career or work, um, I've tapped on relationships, um, relationships that stress me out. I've got a great example of that. Uh, several years ago, uh, I had a client and she was a very, she was the, I guess, main contact that I had, uh, for my largest account. And she was very demanding she would call every day and complain about something <laughs> and it would stress me out. And so I'd see her number come up on my phone and I'd, I'd yeah. cringe and mm-hmm. it just, yeah, it, it just made my life miserable basically. So, and, and like I said, this is going back several years ago and I remember taking one evening to just tap on everything I felt about the relationship I had with her worrying about if I didn't make her happy, you know, I might lose my job and, you know, she's threatening me all the time. Like, what if I do lose her? That's a huge account. My job is threatened, all these things. And I I spent a good hour tapping and crying and tapping and crying and tapping and crying. Well, I have to tell you, our relationship changed from that point onwards. It was amazing. I can't imagine yeah, and it, it, she and I are actually friends to this day. Like, we get together. Every, she doesn't work for that company anymore, but we get together every now and then for coffee. And, I, I you know, I quite enjoy her company. And and uh, so it's, it's – so case in point on how tapping can, you know, boost the law of attraction. So well, if, if well, what, what I really what wanted – it really helped you clear the air, clear the energy that you had flowing that had her as the bad guy. 
Mm-hmm. And when you were able to clear that energy, then you showed up differently, and then she showed up differently. And mm-hmm. and exactly. and I've exper- I've experienced that myself with you know shifting my own energy and getting into a clear, better place you know, for myself and then watched, you know, the people that I previously had found really difficult become really easy to be around. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've had this, I've had the same experience too. And it's interesting that you use the EFT. um, And I had asked people who um, were going to join us on this call, if they were unfamiliar with EFT, to go listen first to the recorded call Mm -hmm. that Jeanette Jeanette did with um, Dr. Carol Look. I think really early in GVU's history. I think it was in 2010. Mm-hmm. And um, because, you know, she explains the whole process and blah, blah, blah. But as you and I were talking last Thursday, the EFT has really evolved into tapping where it isn't just uh, karate point and then talk about the problems and then, t- and then, turn it around uh in you know some people tap just on the good parts if they're you know feeling good they might milk it more by tapping while they're talking about something they're really happy about and uh different people tap different points depending on how they learned it and um you know as we were talking last last week there there were just a number of examples that we came up with of different ways that that people tap and you found Mm -hmm. You found a way that you could uh, tap on the things that you were struggling with in your in your work, and mm-hmm. it help it helps to manage your stress so that you're able to show up better not only in your job but also in the business that you're building. So how mm-hmm. did you how did you shift from becoming a certified EFT practitioner to um, becoming a coach and and opening your business. Um, well, I, I several years back now. I, it, now you you were asking me earlier if I knew anybody else that was a tapper. Eventually, I did meet uh, a gal who lives in the same city as me, who was right into tapping, and she'd gotten certified as well, and we became really good friends, and we. Um, started a, a, a joint uh, practitioner, EFT practitioner business. Um, but from a marketing perspective, at that particular time, like I didn't know anything about having a niche or marketing really online at all. So, And I mean, we were we were running our practice locally, but we're also trying to market ourselves online. And um, what I found... Although we had we had some success, we had limited success. Um, that we were kind of all over the place. We we're trying to be all things to all people, and um, it just really wasn't taking off for us the way we had hoped. Um, and then she was going through some personal challenges at the time, and unfortunately, she was going through a divorce and everything. So that um, we did come to a decision eventually to close that coaching or that practitioner business and then I kind of stepped away from it for a while and got really good at online marketing because that that was about the time that my my husband started his painting business and I built his website did all his marketing for him he shows up on the first page of google for our city for 
a number of different keywords now. And, um, and then I started kind of helping other businesses locally with their, their marketing, their online marketing. And at a certain point, I just, it just didn't, I wasn't feeling it anymore for the marketing. And, um, it just struck me like a bolt of lightning one day that I really wanted to get back into EFT coaching. But more specifically, I wanted to help people with, you know, their business goals. Um, you know, people who were either wanting to start a business or already had their own business, self-employed individuals to help them, you know, it, reach their money goals or their business goals. And so about a year ago, I took training uh, with, um, uh, well, Margaret Lynch is, is her name. I don't know if anybody's heard of her, but oh, yeah. she wrote a book called, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Tapping into Wealth. And so I became a certified Tapping into Wealth coach. Oh, okay. so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's how I went from being a practitioner to a coach. So, um, it what I learned from that training, um, I learned how to go a lot deeper with people to really get at the core issues of what's driving the behavior or the belief or what have you, so that you know people can start to experience something different, experience what they want in terms of their business streams. Well, I'm, I appreciate you taking us through that so we could kind of, you know, see the how the transition happened. Basically, you were really, as a salesperson, you were doing the personal development to help yourself with with your work and, and help manage your, your work um, stress. And then as you found out about EFT and started working with it yourself, you found the value and then you started teaching it to others. And then from there, you you went on to become a coach through. Um, and yeah, I am familiar with Margaret Lynch. We've had her videos posted a number of times at GVU over the years. Right. Um, and, and she's specific. I know she specifically taps on uh, money and wealth. Um, mm-hmm. Things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so so besides EFT, have you found any other LOA savvy tools that have helped you navigate, you know, between holding down a full-time job and building a business on the side? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, well, I've, I've recently taken up the Prey Rain journaling again, and I love it. Um, yeah. So, you know, if it works for you, I'd recommend people people do that, too. Um <laughs> The other thing I like to do is, you know, when I'm feeling stressed out or just want to get into a feel-good place, and I often do this before I do my Pray Rain journaling entry, um, I go to YouTube and I I look for a guided five- or ten-minute meditation. And there's one particular channel on YouTube uh, called The Honest Guys, and I love it. They've got a lot of really great um, guided meditations or just just straight music, and oh, okay. yeah, I'll just I'll just throw the headphones on and have a listen for five or ten minutes, and I just feel nice and centered and calm and like all is well with the world after I listen. So I see somebody said, "Oh my God, I just listened to one a few days ago." So I think Dilshad 
knows what I'm talking about there. So, yeah, so it's the Honest Guys on YouTube, and they've got a ton of guided meditations on there, and they're just lovely. It's um, lovely music in the background, and um, the the gentleman's voice who's, you know, talking and, and guiding you through the meditation. He's just got a lovely, soothing voice. So I, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, Jeanette says it wasn't me. I was just checking. I was hearing some background noise there, so I was muting uh, people. So to try to see if we could isolate the background noise. If you have background noise, you can just hit star six, and it will um, mute any noise you have going on in the background. So um, awesome. So that so you listen to the, to a guided meditation from the Honest Guys channel for five to ten minutes, gets you in a good mood. Then you do your pray rain journaling, and that helps. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, and I mean, I've, I've heard people say this before, you know, taking the dog for a walk, love taking my dog for a walk, um, you know, or, or just taking a break. Um, and that's something I've had to train myself to do because I do tend, I have a tendency to be a, a go, go, go type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've gotten much, much better at recognizing when I when I need to take a break, and so I do. I think that's and... one of the benefits of of meditation, really, is it helps to kind of decompress. You can decompress a little bit. And when mm. you start to do it on a regular basis, you get used to that feeling of decompression and kind of a more relaxed, calm state. So then mm-hmm. when things show up in your world that want to froth you up or get you nervous or excited, you know how it feels to be calm. And you can feel, and you can feel the shift in your body when you start to get uptight or stressed or anxious, and mm-hmm. and the meditation just helps you become more aware of oh I'm moving away from the calm, you know I'm moving more away from the calm than I want to, and I I'm you know it it gives you a it's another tool for you know getting yourself back into a, a more calm state, and if you can't Absolutely. get there, you have. EFT is another great tool because it really, for me, EFT short circuits, you know, any emotional stories I've got going on. So if I'm really kinked up about something, EFT gives me just enough of a uh, a break in the story for me to take a deep breath and see a different perspective and begin to imagine that maybe it's not as bad as it feels, you know, maybe it's... Absolutely. And, and you know, you and I were talking last week about how um, one, of the, one of the biggest roadblocks, I guess, that, that people sometimes have to actually sitting down and taking the time to do the tapping, um, one of the biggest complaints I hear is, is that people don't know what to tap on. And um, you know what? That's okay, because you don't necessarily have to say anything. If you're feeling stressed out or bad, you could just tap right there on the points right in the moment and and just focus on your breath and it will calm your nervous system. I Even love that. that. It's a huge benefit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, lo- I loved when you shared that because I had never really heard of anybody say, you don't even have to have the words. If, yeah. if you're feeling discombobulated and you don't even have the words for what's going on, you can just start tapping and focus on your breath and, and it will help... Uh, you know, calm your nervous system. I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've definitely tapped that way too um, in the, in the past. Um, 
Another, another, and another way you can do it too, because sometimes you're in stressful situations. Maybe you're in a um, a board meeting or what have you, in a, a meeting in a boardroom with, you know, a number of number of your colleagues and your boss, and you're all getting heck because your sales numbers aren't there. And you can just go ahead and tap on your your fingertip points under the table <laughs> to calm yourself down. So it's so basically you- just. Mm-hmm. You mean t- just tap your finger tap your fingertips on the table underneath? Yeah, yeah, that's another tapping point you were saying earlier. There's, um, you know, you've heard of various tapping points. So those are some other tapping points. Just the side of the fingernail bed. You can just tap on each finger, just just on the side of the fingernail bed, and that will help to calm you down. If you can't, well, I mean, most people wouldn't sit there and start tapping in the middle of a a boardroom meeting at work. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you can just tap under the table. Right. And nobody will know what you're doing. I've even heard, and I'm trying to remember where I heard this. It might have been Carol Look, but I heard somewhere that you can even imagine that you're tapping. Yes. So you can imagine that you're tapping your your you know, the point above your eyebrow and the side of your eye and under your eye and under your nose and under your, you know, on your chin. You can imagine that and even just imagining it will also help to calm you down because the body, especially if you tap a lot, the body is used to you doing that and knows uh, knows what you're doing, which I think is, you know, really amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, No, it's another great way to... Use tapping when it's inconvenient. Yeah. Jeanette is asking in, in chat whether you have an opinion about Robert Smith's faster EFT. Are you familiar with that one? I am familiar with Robert, and um, uh, I like his stuff. Um, he is – I'm not an expert in, in Robert's stuff, obviously, but uh, his method of tapping is – um you 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 zero in on the feeling and then tap and and if i remember correctly cuz i i more i follow more of the traditional eft path mm-hmm. you just um you know you tap on the points you zero on that on that feeling and you just say releasing i think it is letting it go letting it go is the word he words he uses letting it go letting it go letting it go and it absolutely works it does work. My preference, however, is traditional EFT, mm-hmm. um, especially when I'm working with clients, um, just because I'll, I'll say a number of different things and it, it can trigger them, but which is good. It triggers them and it kind of brings that emotion or that belief up so that we can we can release it. Right. Um, and but, an, but another thing, I, I'll just interject here, another thing that happens is in releasing is people will start yawning. And mm-hmm. when I first started doing EFT, I thought something was wrong with me because I would yawn and I would yawn the kind of big yawn where your eyes water because you're mm-hmm. yawning so much. And I was thinking, what is, I am not tired. What is wrong with me? And then uh-huh. I heard I heard Carol look say, oh, and by the way, yawning is the way that, one of the ways that the body releases tension. 
Yeah. And any tension that's built up in your cells and in your body from a story you've been carrying for a long time, when you start tapping on it and triggering it, it's going to trigger the release of that, you know, the tension through the through the yawning. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Robert Robert Smith's EFT, Faster EFT, I know I was already familiar with traditional EFT when I heard about his and I tried watching some of his videos and I guess I wasn't understanding what he was teaching because it ended up feeling like it was just as complicated as regular EFT, just just yeah. in a different in a different way. But I like the idea of focusing on feeling because as anybody who, you know, understands LOA, our feeling often drives um mm-hmm. our emotions on subjects and we don't necessarily consciously understand why we feel a certain way, but it's because mm-hmm. we've got underlying feelings that we haven't addressed. And so um, I, I could see why that could be really helpful to focus mm-hmm. on the feeling, but I could see doing that with traditional EFT as well as, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and in Robert Smith's case, um, the EFT part of faster EFT, it's, it actually stands for something else. It's not emotional freedom technique. It's something like accelerated. I, I can't remember what he, what it actually stands for, but it's not emo, it, faster emotional freedom techniques. Um, so his method is not necessarily faster than traditional EFT, um, but it is faster to focus, to zero in on the feelings. The problem is, is that not everyone has the ability to do that. Right. And you can't always zero in on the feelings in every situation either. Right. It takes you know? awareness. It takes a lot of awareness mm-hmm. to be able to recognize a feeling and understand what's, you know, uh, the dynamic that's that it's playing. So yeah, exactly. I did. You, I didn't realize faster EFT did not stand for emotional freedom technique. Yeah, and and I apologize. I can't remember what it stands for, but one of his videos that I watched one time, he said that it stands for something other than emotional freedom technique. So, but it, it, I mean, his method works. It works. Uh, it works great, but it might not work in all situations, like I said. But when you start doing this kind of work, this kind of tapping work or LOA personal development, you do start to become more and more aware of the feelings and the thoughts and the beliefs that are lurking in your subconscious. Um, but that, that I would say is the reason I prefer traditional EFT because I feel like um, you don't necessarily have to zero in on the feeling right off the bat for it to work. It can kind of come to the surface as you're as you're tapping. Yes, yes, and I find that happens quite a bit. That that I'll know that I'm I'm off and emotionally feeling off, and that something's not right, and I really can't even put words to it. But as I start to tap, uh, sometimes it emerges through my speaking. You know, mm-hmm. it'll. it'll It'll come to me as I'm as I'm doing it. So before we get into talking about success stories, I know you had promised mm-hmm. to share some some uh, of your other success stories with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, 
it sounds like you're using EFT for everything from working through something you're struggling with to possibly even, you know, helping you when you're feeling good. Is that correct? Is that, am I understanding yeah. correctly? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably close to 15 years now, considering the 9-11 anniversary was yesterday, close uh-huh. to 15 years then that I've been tapping. So through the years, I've tapped on everything, but my work continues. I mean, this is a, a journey. It's not a one-and-done situation, but through the years, I've tapped on um, you know, memories from childhood, I've tapped on grief, I've tapped on work-related issues, money-related issues, health-related issues, relationship-related issues. So it really can be used for everything, and it really has made a huge difference in my life. And um, I'm, I'm grateful that I came across it through Cheryl all those years ago. Have um, you... Um have have you ever uh taught at work like taught a workshop at your work to teach other um your your coworkers no and um i've talked about it with my manager and like about the technique and and he's like oh yeah that sounds interesting um yeah you go on and yeah. do your thing laura and <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's like, whatever works for you, which is typically, you know, like nobody makes fun of me or anything, you know, but um, nobody looks at me like I'm a weirdo, but they're like, oh, if it works for you, go for it. You know, the next time Um, the next time they bring in a a high powered, very expensive consultant to, you know, work with the sales team. And he the first thing that consultant says is you need to learn EFT. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know, and (laughs) sales training, you know, even now, most sales training is all about, you know, what to say on the the call and that, you know, it might take seven cold calls to get an appointment and how to structure your, your sales presentation and finding the pain points, you know, it's all the practical stuff and, um, you know, but I have to say, like, the EFT tapping work I've done on my own has made a huge difference. In fact, this past year, I've signed up more new accounts than I ever have in my life. It's been amazing. So um, that's my secret weapon. I don't think I need to learn about another way to close a sale at this point. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I would <laughs> think that that would be proof in the pudding for your manager that, wow, Laura has found something that's really, you know, helping and uh yeah. For so, sure. And, and I I I, said, I um, was just going to say I think the the worrying about the number of cold calls and what you say and how you do this and how you do that. It's very much an old paradigm. Mm-hmm. And at some point it's it's going to kind of die out and uh co- more and more companies are going to be looking for people like you that uh, understand the sales field and what salespeople, um, you know, what their job is and and how to better manage that and manage their vibration, uh, you know, during the workday, uh, not only interacting with the customer, but also interacting with each other. And, you know, I, I may very well go that route at some point, you know, and, and my business, when once I'm able to 
leave my job and have more time, <laughs> I may very well um, branch out that way with my business and, and, you know, do sales training. But from an EFT perspective, let's tap mm-hmm. on the fear about making that next cold call or the procrastination or what have you. Because uh, And I mean, I have to tap every now and then for that too, because especially if I'm doing telephone cold calls, because mm-hmm. it's kind of tedious and kind of boring at times. Um, you know, typically if I'm having a cold calling session, I might decide, okay, I'm going to make these 20 calls or 30 calls. And, you know, my tendency, and I think a lot of people's tendency is to kind of procrastinate and procrastinate. Well, I'll tap on that and I'll just get rolling with it and start making those calls. And um, I find that, I have a lot more success that way if I'm not trying to wrangle myself into making those cold calls. So so that's curious. So if you're doing the EFT, isn't that kind of wrangling yourself to do the sales call? Or how, how do you – I guess what I need to understand is what do you say when you do your EFT? Okay. Okay, good. Um, you know, I might just sort of say, even though I, I, I really don't want to make these cold calls right now, it's boring – I'd rather do something else. I really just don't want to do it. They're probably all going to say no anyway. I don't want to waste my time. You know, like I'll tap on the point saying something to that effect maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then and then it's like, well, I choose. And then I'll flip it to the positive and say I choose to suspend judgment about these cold calls and go ahead and make them. It's part of my job. They'll probably be a lot more fun than I'm thinking they will be and um, I choose to have successful cold calls. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the wording that I would I would use before a cold calling session. And, and like just, you said, this past year you've had more uh, signups with clients than ever before, so it's obviously mm-hmm. working for you. Yeah, exactly. So just um, funny enough, going back to my manager. Uh, like I was saying, I've signed up more. Well, we were saying I've signed up more accounts than I ever have in my whole career this past year. So um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I have to get my manager's approval anytime there's there's a new account coming on board. And uh-huh. so he just shoots me an email and he says he says Laura, you're on fire. <laughs> and um, you know, I spoke to him later in the day and I and I said, well, it's all this all this tapping and personal development I'm doing, Jay. And he's like, well, that's great. I'm glad it's working for you. But again, well, uh-huh. you know, maybe one day he'll say, well, maybe you should share that with the team. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. Even if uh, even if you end up doing a brown bag like at lunchtime or something, you know, just so mm-hmm. other people get to know it. And then if they can do a case study where I, I don't know about the business that you're particularly working with, and I don't know if you have different branches uh, of, mm-hmm. sale, of sales team. But if you do, then it might be interesting to see your team do it and see how that, you know, improves the sales uh, overall for the entire, mm-hmm. you know, branch. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So um, do you, what other success stories would you like to share with us, whether it's with your business or with um, your sales job? Either way, we'd love to hear um, them. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, I've got a really good one, very timely, um, because I just found this out on Friday. 
Um, so let me back up again. My uh, one of my clients that I worked with about six months ago, um, and she's she's not my typical client because she's not a business owner. She doesn't have aspirations to be a business owner. She actually works as an administrative assistant for uh, an insurance company. And, um, but she wanted to work with me on some other issues. And then, you know, given that I'm trying to grow this business around uh, coaching people on their money issues, I was like, well, let's talk about your money issues here because I wanted to kind of practice my skills with her. And um, so, you know, it's okay. So I said to her, if you're not looking to start a business or, um, at any time in the future, what is what is it that you want? And she said, well, I think I would really like to work for this particular department, the marketing department for this VP as an executive assistant. That would really interest me to do that. And I said, okay, well, why aren't you doing that now? What's What's potentially holding you back from doing that? And, you know, of course, she brought up all these things like I'm afraid of making a change and what if I can't handle the workload? What if I can't handle the work responsibilities? So there were all these kind of um, uh, things potentially holding her back on top of there not being any opportunities to work for that guy at at that particular time when I was doing the coaching with her. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So we tapped on all these blocks she had about, you know, the fear of of changing something that she was already fairly happy with and um, tapped on worrying about, you know, the fear of not being able to handle the job responsibilities and so on. Well, then a couple of months after that, she uh, gets offered a, a temp opportunity to work in this very department with this specific VP. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because, yeah. yeah, because his regular um, executive assistant had decided to move on and leave the company. And uh, so she so initially it was, she was offered this position and it was like, um, you know, until we find somebody more permanent, if you could come over here and and uh, work for me and and in retrospect now, I actually think he wanted her right off the bat. But, of course, being corporate, they have to, you know, interview a certain number of candidates and they have to put an offer out to all of the the internal candidates just to make it fair so nobody complains and so on, right? So uh, right off the bat, they told her it was just going to be a temporary position. Well, um, she would contacted me on Friday to tell me she's been offered the job permanently okay. for more money. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> "This is awesome. This is so timely because I've got this this call I'm doing on Monday night. Do you mind if I share this story?" And I, I you know, when I confirmed with her too, um, you know, now is am, am I wrong in saying that this is what we tapped on six months ago? And she said, "No, this is exactly uh-huh. what we tapped on." Now, what was so, her? Now, you know, what was her response? Did she realize? Uh, you know, because sometimes when people do, do the work and then things show up, uh, you know, three, six months later, they don't necessarily make the connection. But it sounds like she made that connection on Friday when she talked to you. She did. Yeah, she did. And she's kind of a rarity because <laughs> you're right. A lot of people don't make the connection that they mm-hmm. had, you know, previously tapped on that issue or, 
or what have you, done some affirmations about it. Um, but in this particular case, she's, she's uh, very open to alternative healing methods and all that sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. and um, so in this particular case, she did actually make the connection. And so she, that was part of the reason why she, she, you know, contacted me to let me know that she'd been offered this job to thank me for yes. the help I gave her. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah. That's that a, great a great story. story. Um, if you want another success story, I can share another. I know we're on the hour now, mm-hmm. I think, well, or at least that's what well, I'm showing on my Skype. We're about eight. I think you dialed in uh, before the okay. call actually started. Okay, so, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, you're right. So, sorry. So we've got another eight minutes or so to go. But, um, yeah, we loved hearing the success stories. So if you have more to share, we'd love to hear them. Okay, so, um, sure. So um, I'll share my public speaking story because it's uh, business-related. And um, so... If I think back to university days, whenever I had to do presentations in university, or uh, and they would either be me on my own or group presentations, they were an absolute nightmare for me. I would get so nervous, and I'd be shaking and sweating and crying and trying to think of a way I could get out of it. And, you know, I just absolutely hated public speaking, and sadly... Um, a lot of, there's a lot of people out there like that, but um, uh, EFT tapping totally changed everything for me. And um, so, like I said, I do still tap before I have to do a presentation just to kind of give myself a little booster. Uh-huh. But it um, totally changed everything for me. So uh, prior to my current job, I was working at an insurance company, a life insurance company, and I was selling um, uh, like health and dental insurance products and so on. And I was invited to um, go out west for a series of conferences with financial advisors uh, so that I could present all the ins and outs about these, these health and dental products and travel products and so on that I was selling. Um, so that was really intimidating to me because I was like, well, they've been, some of these guys have been selling insurance products for years and I've only been doing this for like a year, <laughs> you know, so it was really intimidating and um, senior management was going to be there and I was like, oh my God, I really can't screw this up because, uh, uh, you know, the potential consequences. So um I did a lot of tapping around that before I actually had to attend these conferences. And, you know, I was I was typically up speaking in front of groups of 50 to 100 people for two, three hours a day. Um, and I tap every morning before I had to attend these conferences. And I'll tell you, I had more questions coming at me than anyone else who spoke at these things. Um and and I enjoy. I had a great time. I I really enjoyed talking to these people about the products I was we were we were selling, and um, just a complete shift from, you know, where I was in university compared to, and then again compared to, you know, when I was getting ready to go out to this conference, and um, it just was really successful. How many times did you have to tap? 
when I mean you hit such a strong phobia, did you have to tap a lot before you got comfortable, or did you just do it once and that was all you needed to do? Um, I'm trying to think back to when I had to do my first kind of business presentation in a sales situation for like a large group of people. And I maybe spent, you know, 30 to 60 minutes tapping um, the day before I had to do the presentation. And then that day, um, I think I might have spent 10 minutes in the car tapping before I actually had to do my presentation. It was I, This is a, a different job altogether, but I was doing a presentation for a number of bank employees and um, it went off without a hitch. <laughs> so um, it really all depends. You know, like I, I, my recommendation is just tap until you feel better. You know, if you're still feeling agitated about public speaking or what have you. Um, now, when you're tapping anytime, you should make sure that you're, you've got your water and, you know, that sort of thing. And that you're focusing on breathing as well um because that alone if you're holding your breath you might which yeah which you can tap about i remember to mm -hmm. breathe <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you got it you got it you can tap about that i choose to remember to breathe you know <laughs> i choose to remember to drink water i choose to remember to go slow to talk yeah, slowly I choose to remember to speak clearly and uh-huh and even if I make a fool of myself, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay with that, which none of us typically do make a fool of ourselves. You know, um, if anything, in my experience, um, if, if you are really nervous when you're public speaking and anyone notices, um, people, people feel sympathetic because it's, it's hard for everybody. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember I was at a very big conference. It was a big Photoshop conference. There was probably easily a thousand people in the room <laughs> listening to the speaker. <laughs> and the guy was bombing. I mean, like oh, ma massively bombing. And the audience started helping him. So the, these, mm -hmm. at these con conferences, people get up, artists get up, and they actually demonstrate a skill or a tool in Photoshop that, that they're able to use and how they're able to do it. And the guy kind of froze and got, you know, scared. And people were like, you know, yelling, control V to paste, you know. <laughs> the whole audience was like pulling for him, rooting for him. And he yeah, felt, exactly. I, you know, he probably felt like, I talked to him afterwards and I said, I hope you, you noticed how everybody in the audience was rooting for you. He says, really? Because I just, all I could, I just, I was bombing. And I said, yeah, but we were all trying to help you. <laughs> we yeah, all had exactly. such compassion for you that we want. And that's the, I took away from that experience that, you know, the audience really is rooting for, for whoever's up there giving the talk. And, you know, and, and that actually has helped me when I get up and if I freeze, I remember, oh, yeah. The audience yeah. is rooting for me, and then it, it everybody is rooting for you. You're absolutely right, and I don't know. Like then, you know, if you do have fear of, um, you know, having a, being in a situation like that where you're bombing in a in a presentation, it could go back to memories from childhood. Maybe you were in a classroom, and you know, you had to 
recital of a poem in front of your class and people were laughing at you and, you know, all those things kind of play in your psyche. And unfortunately, maybe this guy had a bad experience in his childhood. And so it really freaked him out when he had to get in front of this group. But for the most part, most people, you know, feel sympathetic. If, if you ever do have to do a, a live presentation, they feel sympathetic for you. So um, there's no reason to worry about screwing up. Because everybody yeah. does it. <laughs> although, although you said though that you still do a little bit of tapping even now, even though you feel pretty darn good about public speaking compared to where you came from, you still do it as kind of a little bit of a boost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I just, you know, I, I, I and I tapped before I got on this call today, by the way, because I wanted to. Um, be able to share as much as I could. And I didn't want any nerves standing in my way of being able to do that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not like I felt like I was going to be afraid to open my mouth, but I didn't want to be held back. So I tapped before getting on this call so that I could share as much as I could and provide as much value to the listeners. And I did intentions, and I asked angels to come in and help us, you know, prepave the call. So we, we, in our own way, we did our little LOA prepaving thing there, which, you know, I think the thing about EFT is that it can, it can be for prepaving. It can be for uh, releasing stress and anxiety. It can be for vibration management. It's, it's really one of those tools that has many different purposes and any one of them are valid mm-hmm. or combination of you know uh the 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 trick with it is remembering to use it when you're mm-hmm. triggered when you're triggered because i know in the beginning i knew about it but when i was triggered i wouldn't remember to do the ft eft do you have anything that you use yeah. to remind yourself to do it uh pardon me um not at this stage, but I, I totally hear what you're saying um, because I, you know, I, I first came across EFT almost 15 years ago and um, there's been times through my life where I've gone into a panic over something and it didn't even occur to me to use EFT um, where it could have been a big help to me. <laughs> Right. Um, you know, and then my emotions got out of control and mostly in situations dealing with my son when he was younger and stuff like that, like losing track of him in a shopping mall. And then I went into a complete panic. And um, Oh, yeah. But, motherhood. That, that's a big yeah, reason oh, yeah. to use EFT. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Being a pet parent and worrying about your pet at the vet and things like that. For so, sure. I, and I have a friend who used EFT when her cat was diagnosed with um, diabetes. She oh, started, yeah. She, she started the cat on the meds that the vet had given her, but she also started tapping for her pet. And um, within, I think, three months, the pet no longer needed the medication. And was no, That's no amazing. Longer, yeah, that was no is longer, so great. Yeah. And she said she kept doing it because every time she would tap, the cat would come and want to lay in her lap. And so she just kept doing it because she felt like it was, you know, helping her connect with her pet. And, uh, yeah, it took about three months. And then the pet, the vet said the pet didn't need the, um, the medications anymore. That's so. amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that um, 
you know, practitioners out there that specialize in tapping for, for pets and animals like horses and stuff mm-hmm. for, you know, whether it be health challenges or anxiety issues. And um, um, so, you know, it definitely, definitely works. I haven't done a lot of tapping with my pet, but um, uh, I have done some energy work with him. However, I know this is a little off topic because it's not business related, but um, when we first had him as a, a, a puppy, when he first uh, came to live with us, um, of course, extremely energetic, being that he was a puppy. And um, a, this girlfriend of mine who lives in the same city as me that was also a tapper, she actually ha- helped me tap on the issues I had with this new puppy coming into our household. Because for me, I was I always grew up with cats. I always had cats. So the whole puppy energy was yeah, different. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was so adorable. But, like, it was like, ah, he was kind of driving me crazy. And I, I you know, came to believe that this dog didn't like me um, mm. because he was always gnawing on my fingers and stuff like that. But he was teething, right? Right. And so she did some energy work uh with me and and the dog and and tapping and so on and it totally changed my relationship with this this puppy um you know after she'd finished doing her thing with me i uh sat down in a lawn chair outside and the puppy jumped up on my lap and um uh he fell asleep and i fell asleep Aww. it was wonderful <laughs> and and ever since we've been in love with each other He's uh, eight years old now, so that's my pet story with uh, tapping. Oh, that's awesome. See, it's everything really is energy, and when we mm. can, you know, quote-unquote tap into it, and I mean it literally as well as figuratively, um, it's amazing what happens when we shift the story, because you had the story that the puppy didn't like you, and as, yeah. soon, as long as you had that story, that's what was showing up in your quote-unquote reality and as soon as you shifted that story then you started to experience something different i wanted to ask if if guillaume or dilshad i know you're dialed in if you have any questions for laura while we have her on the line not that i can think of now okay i know you series of tapping like for someone to like who's brand new to tapping is there a resource that we can look at Yes, um, YouTube is the, for me, the best resource in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you could go to YouTube. I, like, I don't personally have an intro to tapping, uh, video. I've got a YouTube channel, but, uh, I would recommend going to YouTube and, um, just doing a, a search on, uh, how to tap or okay. how to tap slash EFT or something like that. I know that um, Carol Look also has um, she has a PDF instruction, but it's mm-hmm. it's the it's the uh, more traditional you know version of um, of EFT. But I know I'm looking for it right now. I know that she under resources on her website um, mm-hmm. she has she has a Learn EFT tab, and I'm gonna put that in the chat. Dilshad, and you'll see it. It's um, carollook.com forward slash welcome dash to dash EFT dash tapping. 
I just put the Perfect. I just put the link in the chat. And um in there she's got directions, she answers questions about what it is. Um she has frequently asked questions. She talks about tapping points. The other thing that I think is really helpful that, uh, well, Carol used to do, I, I don't know that she does it anymore, but um, she used to do a newsletter where every time the newsletter came out, there would be a new um, script. Yes, that she, she would share. Does that cause I'm, yes, she still does that because she's, um, uh, I, I'm still on her newsletter service. So yeah, on a weekly, I believe it's it's usually weekly. She sends yeah. out a, a newsletter with a, a tapping script. And she uh, had, she used to have an archive of her newsletters, so you could go back through the archive and you could search the different scripts. Mm-hmm. And 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 what it helped me was when I couldn't find the words. Now what you've what you've explained here is that. Um, even if you don't have the words, you can still tap and get benefit from it. So I think that's amazing For sure. in and of For itself. Sure. Um, but because I think it, in the beginning, it would have stopped me from doing EFT if I didn't have the words. And especially when you're all kinked up vibrationally and you're freaking out <laughs> in a bad vibration, <laughs> you know, the words don't often come, especially the turnaround words. We might be able to come up with all the words about the the first round where we're releasing the stuff that's upsetting us, but then when it comes to, okay, let's turn it around and say some positive things, you might be at mm-hmm. a loss. Or at least you For think sure. you're a or at least before you start tapping, you think you're at a loss because you're in that lower vibration. And, mm-hmm. and of course, as you tap uh, that first round where you're releasing, you're shifting your vibration right there by releasing the stuff that's no longer serving you. And, mm-hmm. and when you actually just start tapping and start speaking, then it'll start to dawn on you, oh, I'm making this bigger than it needs to be. I can, mm-hmm. you know, I think one of the common ones I learned from Dr. Look was, um, I'll figure this out. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, didn't have to, I didn't have to come up with the answer, but I love knowing that I can change a pattern. I love knowing that I'll eventually figure this out. I love knowing yeah. that I can let you know, let this go, or this doesn't have to be as big of a deal as I've made it. You know, just soothing words that aren't aren't necessarily specific to a topic, but they can be just enough to help you breathe, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, be able to head back into that meeting that you have or pick up that phone and call that difficult client or, you know, or Mm -hmm. what have you. But, um, are are there any other specific um, suggestions you'd make to uh, business owners or even people who are working in a, a job when it comes to um, to tapping? Well, um, you're talking about the the switching to the positive positive aspect to tap. Um, mm-hmm. I I would recommend that if you don't have stressful issues to tap on, you can affirm what you want on a daily basis while you tap. I love that. I do that. Because, of course, I teach affirmations. So, yeah, I tap on the affirmation. Absolutely. And I I do that, too. That's part of my daily routine. So, um, yeah. And, And you can do it pray, rain, journal style and just kind of 
you know, um, tap on the points. And I love how I've got a flood of clients coming to me all the time for coaching and um, how they're all raving about me and referring me to all their friends. And you just tap on the points while you say that. That's awesome to combine pre-rain tapping. (laughs) Pre-rain tapping. You got it. I love that. That's a great idea. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for um, taking the time to um, to join us for the call and share some of your stories and share your experiences. I want to remind people that they can reach you at laurawhitelawcoaching.com, and that's L-A-U-R-A. White Law is spelled W-H-I-T-E-L-A-W, uh, and then it's coaching.com. And, um, yeah, if people go to your your site, they can sign up for, uh, you have a, a video program? Yep, they, you yeah, offer a mini video course. Um, so Dilshad, you know, who was asking earlier about how to tap, um, there's there's a tapping video included in that series. So that, you know, can help you get started with how tapping works. Um, so yeah, feel free to visit my website and, um, you can sign up to be able to download the video series. Awesome. And people can also reach you on GVU. I know I created a thread for this call and if anybody is listening to this call right now and wasn't able to join us live and you have questions for Laura, feel free to, um, ask your questions in the forum and I'm sure Laura will, uh, see your question and get back to you as soon as she can. So mm-hmm. thank you again, Laura. It's been great to have you on the call and thank you for everybody who dialed in. My great pleasure. Call. Thank you have very much day. for having me. Thank You're you. welcome. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.